Um, get a regular, uh, I think two or three times a weekly, email from ENS Africa, which is um, Edward Nathan Sonnenberg, the law firm. And uh, they often refer to interesting court cases, court cases that I want to bring to a wide attention, uh, a wider attention at least. And one of the recent ones is concerns a labor court judgment on harassment in the workplace, which apparently uh, does expand significantly what is traditionally thought to be a very narrow field of embarrassment in the workplace. Uh, previously, sexual harassment, did I say embarrassment? I beg your pardon, harassment. So sexual harassment has been the only kind of um, sanctionable harassment in the workplace. But uh, a recent judgment by the Labour Court extends that. Sipile Klatika is an associate with ENS Africa and joins us now. Sipile, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John, to our listeners. Um, thank you for having me. Great pleasure. So just give us the, the sort of the kernel of this case that Solidarity brought on behalf of a Lieutenant Colonel Annemarie Oersthuizen against the South African Police Service. Yes. Um, this case was just uh, handed down judgment by the Labour Court um, last month. It's fairly recent. Um, there's many cases which deal with um, employers being held vicariously liable for actions of their employees under the Employment Equity Act dealing with harassment. But as you pointed out, the significance of this case is that it is the first case which has been decided under, in terms of the Code of Good Practice on Harassment, and which the same code which broadens um, harassment as it was previously known in the past. So what, what are the core elements of the case? What was alleged and what did the court find? Well, the... The issue in this case is that there are two subordinate employees who reported to Colonel Ostazen, and she had basically taken corrective action against them um, relating to their absenteeism. And now these two employees obviously being um, dissatisfied with Colonel Ostazen's corrective action, they had conspired to accuse her of um, using a racial slur being the K-word. So it transpired that these employees had connived um, against their superior with the sole purpose of trying to get her to be dismissed had she been found guilty of what they had alleged she had said to them. And that has been defined as harassment. I mean, it's, it's clearly wrong, but it's interesting to me as a layperson that that falls under the umbrella of harassment. Yeah, you're correct. It's quite interesting because with the new code, it broadens um, harassment to include racial, ethnic, and social origin harassment. Um, this is obviously not something which we've had in the past in the previous code of good practice, which only dealt with sexual harassment. But it, it gives examples of different types of racial harassment. For instance, it could be abusive language or racist jokes or cartoons. It can be racially offensive language, which could be written or visual. There's a string of lists of examples in the code which broadens um, what harassment is, and it even gives you examples of what might constitute racial harassment. But surely these things could have been dealt with under other laws, because the kinds of things that can now be dealt with under this harassment code are things yes. that have always been wrong. So it, isn't it just that the the sort of um, the legal principle under which they are dealt with has shifted. It's it's not that that was something that you could get away with in the past and now you can get away with it. I well, mean, that, or that you could get away with in the past and now you can't. Sorry, I misspoke. Yeah. Well, ordinarily, a person would have recourse to 
to launch a claim in the Equality Court or they might seek a protection order for, for harassment. But it all depends on the relief which the party seeks. So you, will, you would have realized that from the judgment that Colonel Othesen was seeking compensation. Um, that is something that other courts might not be able to to grant. For instance, okay. if, if, if the sort of protection order, for instance, he wouldn't get compensation for that. He'd just get the protection order to be granted. So in light of the recourse or the relief that Ms. Othesen wanted in this case, it was appropriate to go this route in the circumstances. And was the compensation granted by the court significant, Sipila? Um, she was granted 300,000 um, compensation um, as a solution, which basically means that it's just to um, try and wrong the harm that she had suffered. It's not, it's not like damages whereby you have suffered patrimonial loss and then the courts attach the award to what you'd actually suffered as a loss. So the courts, generally, they will award amounts between 50000 and 200000 And you'll see that the judge in this case says, because of the way that the SAPs have conducted themselves, he found it justifiable in the circumstances to award her 200,000 rand. It's on the high end of the scale, but I don't think it's unreasonable taking into account the history of the matter and the, the manner in which SAPs have conducted themselves in dealing with the issues. Thank you very much for explaining that to us so clearly. Sipile Flatika is an associate with ENS Africa on the line to us from Johannesburg.